You're all welcome in Jesus' name. I believe the Lord has brought us here today, has a word for each and every one of us. And he will meet you at the point of your need in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want to start this message today by sharing an experience with us. And I believe that this experience I'm about to share is something that some of us, if not most of us, can relate with uh, very well. As a young child growing up, uh, my mother has five of us, and we are, we are her boys. And sometimes, when, it's, when it's, she's going to the market, she normally wants to take one of us along with her. And that's one experience that I don't enjoy at all. I don't enjoy going to the market with my mom because when we are going, you need to buy patience. You have to be very patient with her when she gets to the market. And the reason being that uh, when she gets to where she wants to buy anything, she will say, can you give me the original? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, they will present what is on the on the, on the source to her. They will say, No, this is not the original. And I will say, just let us buy this thing and do what? And go. But she will insist that she wants the original. The, 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 the market woman will say, This is the original. I say, No, this is not the original. And she will leave. And she can do that until she gets to somewhere. Where the seller is okay, let me go inside. And she bring another one for her. Say, yes, this is the original. Praise the Lord. And within me, I will ask myself, I, don't, I cannot see any difference between the one she rejected and the one she accepted. I could not see, but there was something she was looking for in the original that she used to identify that is the original, which I cannot design. Praise the Lord. I cannot say it. But she knows. When she sees the original, she knows. She cannot start negotiating to buy it. She does not negotiate for the fake. But if I were the one that went to the market, whatever they present to me, if it is tomato, tomato, just buy tomato and go. I don't care about the color or the difference in the way it is written. I just want to buy and leave. But she knew the difference. Brethren, so it is with the things of God. God has an authentication on everything that belongs to him. If you don't know it, people will give you fake. Do you understand me? If you don't know what is of God, people will give you anything and you will take it. That was why he put a seal upon his son. When he came out after baptism, he sealed him. He said, this is what? My son, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. 
guaranteed him. In the church today, brethren, there are many that are not original. Some people come to church. Ladies and brothers, because they are looking for a life partner. They are not really Christians, but they want to get a, a Christian sister, a Christian brother, and they come. And if you are not discerning enough, you will just fall for it. Praise the Lord. It's happening. It has happened before. It is still happening now. It's just like my mother going to the market. She knew what she wanted. She get the original. If you are not discerning enough, you will get anything. Praise the Lord. That's one side of the story. There's another story I read somewhere about an elderly woman who was trying to cross a very busy road and she was fearful about crossing the road. She was there for a long time. She didn't know how to cross because the road was very busy. So, sometimes later, a man came up to her and said, can we cross together? And the whole woman was excited about that. Wow. At least somebody can help me cross. And she gave her him her hand. And as they begin to cross, she realized that the, the man was moving zigzag, zigzag. And they had very many close shape of being hit by vehicles. And she was wondering what was happening. But they managed to get to the other side. Praise the Lord. And when they got to the other side, the old man looked at the man and said, you nearly got us killed. You were moving as if you were blind. And the man responded, yes, I am blind. The woman accepted him to lead, to lead her through the traffic. Not knowing that the man was looking for help himself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The man was looking for help himself. But because he saw a man coming in to help him, she was desperately in need of somebody to guide her through the road. But she didn't even ask. She didn't even know that the man was actually trying to get somebody to help him as well. So they nearly got themselves killed. And so it is in the church today, brethren. Many are desperate for guidance, spiritual guidance. And because of that desperation, they accept anything that comes their way. They don't even check it. They don't even ask questions. They just take anything that comes their way. And that's what, what I want to share today. It's very important for us as Christians. For some time, this year I've been talking about the leader, leader kingdom come. 
And I could recall there was a time we shared about the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. And we talked about the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we have shared about the word of wisdom. We have shared about the word of knowledge. We talk about faith as well. I remember I took two topics about God is able and where is your faith. Today we want to look at another gift of the Holy Spirit. Which is key for every believer who is seeking to enter the kingdom of God. And that is the spirit of discernment. The spirit of discernment. That is one thing that many Christians lack today. And it's not helping us to fulfill the purpose of God in our life. Let us go to the scriptures. Because these things are key for us to, to enter into the kingdom of God. First Corinthians 12, from verse 4 to 11. We'll be reading from First Corinthians 12, from verse 4 to 11. Just to remind us about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with her. For to one is given the Spirit of wisdom, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these workers that one and the same self, self same spirit, dividing to Every man severally as a way. Praise the Lord. Today, our focus is on one of those gifts. As I said, discernment. What is discernment? What do we understand by discernment? Discipline definition I can give for discernment is the ability to decide between truth and error. The ability to decide between truth and error. Between right and wrong. It involves making careful distinctions between shades of gray. That's very important. Careful distinction between shades of gray. You know when you have color, gray color, some can be dark, some can be light gray, some can be mid gray, you know. Is being able to discern you know, the differences between them because it will look alike. There's no clear picture that says this is different. It will look alike, but you have to carefully look through it and be able to see the difference. 
someone defined discernment as thinking God's thoughts after him. That's Christian discernment. That means seeing the way things the way God sees them. Seeing things the way God sees them. And that tells me something. If you look at something on the surface, you are likely to be deceived by it. If you look at something just on the surface value, you are likely to be deceived. But if you look deep through it, see through it, you may be able to see the things that you needed to see. And in the world that we live today, brethren, this is the fast-paced world. Many things are happening around us at all times, per second, per second. Through different social media, through the different media network, you are being loaded with information, with things every day. And that is why it is important for us, even now, for us to have that spirit, ability to design. So the Holy Spirit will help you at that critical stage to know what is right from what is wrong. Because it will be presented to you in a way that if you are not, catch, if you are not careful, you will catch the bug. And there are different bugs all around us today. There are different bugs. Anywhere you go to, if you open your TV, you will see it there. If you listen to the radio, you will see it there. If you go to the internet, search for something, you will see it there. But the ability for you to design and say what is right, the Holy Spirit can help you to have that ability. In the book of 1 Corinthians 10, 1 Corinthians 10, in verse 23. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 23. I will read from the amplified fashion. Apostle Paul posted something which I found very, very important. And when I was reading this over the week, I was like, wow, God, you know, this is real. It says, all things are legitimate. All things are legitimate. Permissible. And we are free to do anything we please. But not all things are helpful. All things are legitimate. You are free to do everything that you please to do. But not all things are helpful. Expedient. Profitable. And wholesome. All things are legitimate. But not all things are constructive. To character and had defined to spirit life. Praise the Lord. What the scripture is telling us there is that you have the right to do anything. You have the right to do anything. But think deep about your actions and be able to design and say, Is this necessary for me to do these things? Is it important for me to do these things? You have the right to do it. But is this the thing that I should do right now? Is this something I can defer later? 
Is it really worth a need now? And I will refer to the book of Matthew chapter 4. When the Lord Jesus Christ was tempted after he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, the devil came to him. Basically, what the devil was telling him is that you've got to do what? You've got to eat. Does he have the right to eat? He got the right to eat. You have got to eat. You are hungry. It is a legitimate, legitimate thing to do for him to eat. And he was really hungry. So he has the right to eat. He told me, You are the son of God. Turn this stone to bread. Yes, he is the son of God. That's the truth. He has the power to do that. It's not disputable. He has the power to do it. But the question is, was it the right thing for him to do at that time? Everything the devil presented to him is legitimate. It's right. But what is he trying to prove? What the devil is is is, dev, is saying is that yield to your flesh. He didn't say it that way, but that is the implication of what he's saying. We just talked about this in Sunday school this morning. I don't know why the topic is just coming together, but it's basically the emphasis. Is because God wants us to understand. So, ye to the demand of your flesh. That was telling him. You have to let your flesh control you. But the Lord responded. The man. Does not live by what? Bread alone. But by what? Every word that proceeded. From the mouth of the Lord. Even though I have the right to convert, to change this stone to bread. Even though I am hungry. Yes, indeed, I am the son of God. But it is not expedient for me to do it. Praise the Lord. And you can apply this to every area of our lives. There are some things that you have the right to do. You have the ability to do. But you know that when you do it. It leads you to yielding more to the flesh. And you have to question it. Can you discern it when it comes? When the situation comes, can you discern it? So the question is, why do we need discernment? Why do we need to be able to discern as Christians? Because, I tell you, it's one key area where many has fallen. I've seen brothers and I've seen sisters that because they are not able to discern, they have made wrong judgment in marriage. And today, they are living like hell on heart. 
And I pray the Lord Almighty we help us all in the name of Jesus Christ. The first reason why we need that spirit of discernment is that evil does not present himself as evil. Brethren, if I carry a placard on my head and says I am evil, I am evil, everybody will run away. Nobody will come near me. Nobody wants to associate himself with evil. It is natural. People will just give you space. But the devil does not present himself as evil. Don't worry, the Bible says that uh, the devil comes like a roaring lion, seeking it with devil. Remember as well that it's very subtle. Doesn't come as if it's going to harm you. It even comes as if it's going to it's presenting to you that will be in your favor. Praise the Lord. That was what he did in Genesis 3. He came pretending to give them options that will favor them. Praise the Lord. First Thessalonians 519. You know, 19 to 22. He says something. I'm reading from King James Fashion. First Thessalonians 5, 19-22. He says, quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Very important. Prove all things. How do you prove it? Prove it by you not... Know, put it before the word of God. What does he say? Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearances of what? Heal. Praise the Lord. Discernment is key because the devil does not present himself as evil. He wants to present himself as something that you will easily know, take in. It can even present himself as somebody that is in support of you. The scripture we read when we were doing the Bible reading about the, that damsel in Acts 16 who was following Apostle Paul, sorry, Peter, you know, and Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas really, you know, was following them and declaring before everybody that these are the men of God. Follow them. These are the men of God. Follow them. You know, was he saying something bad? No. He was not saying something bad. He was confirming that they are men of God. And if you are not discerning enough, you will not understand the reason why he was saying that. You hear, when I first read this scripture, when I was still young as a, as a Christian, I said, "What? So what? 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 What has he done wrong now?" Like Peter, like Paul had to stop him from stop, stop, stop talking. Stop, stop, stop from talking. What has she done wrong? She has not done anything wrong. She was just confirming who they were. The Bible says that Paul was first in the spirit, and he spoke to the spirit in her, "Get out of her." 
At that moment, the spirit left her. And that was when the war started. That was when the truth came out. Because the whole now of the damsel, there was a reason why they released her. They knew that if they, if they could see what Peter, Paul and Silas were doing, you know, they knew that if they left that environment and the Adam cell was confirming who they were, when they leave, what happens? Business. It's a business. Suddenly they realize that the source of their income has gone. Ah, no. You won't go free. And they decided to do what? To arrest Paul and Silas. Present them before the leaders. And put them where? In jail. This was, when, they were, when, when, when the lady was talking and they, were not, they didn't do anything to them, they didn't say they have done anything bad. But immediately, their source of income was gone. They said, this one was speaking against us. Praise the Lord. And everything turned. And that's where we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful. The Spirit of God in you will help you to design what is right and what is strong. What is the motivation of that that has been presented unto you? And brethren, I can tell you that this experience is not just in the Bible days. It's still happening now. I was sharing with my brother just during the week, my friend here, that if you know, how many of us work dog, dog dynasty? Dog dynasty. And it's an American uh, uh, program. A, what do you call it? Reality program. You know. And it, they have a lot of followers, a lot of viewers. You know? And <clears throat> they are Christians. But during their programs, when they are about to eat as a family, it's a family, they sit down, and the leader of the family, uh, Phil Robinson, is the patriarch of the family, he will pray so that they are Christians before they eat. You know? But as long as that program was spending money for the network, nobody cared whether they are Christians. But one day, what happened? Phil Robinson was in another program on TV. And he spoke against lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, and questioning. They call it LGBTQ. Praise the Lord. He spoke against it openly on TV. And there was an opera. Immediately, there was an opera. And immediately, the program was suspended from ABC. They said they should not show it again. Because it touched an area that they don't like. It's just like what happened to that damn cell in the scripture. As long as Philobus was making money for the network, they didn't talk. But when he spoke about what 
the expression of God is for mankind. The rebel, that was, that was rancor. But you know what happened? After nine days, that program was back on air. Because the public protested as well. Said, no, we want this program back on air. It's like Paul and Silas in prison. <laughs> when the church towards prayed, the prison doors were shaking. And they had to be released. And I want to pray for the church. This is our brethren. I want us to bow down and pray for the church. We need to, we need, we need, this church cannot be silenced. We have been silenced for too long. And because we are silent, people who are taking advantage of the church. Let's pray. There will be revival revi- revi- in the church. There will be fire on the altar. Father, let there be fire on your altar, O oh Lord. Let there be fire on your altar, O oh Lord. Father, have we quenched the spirit? Lord, have mercy on us. In any way that the church has been shut out of the community, of the environment, of, of, the, of, of the society, Lord. Father, open the door. We pray this morning, we are saying, Lord, let the heavens, let the heavens be open. Rain the heavens, oh Lord Jesus. And rain your power upon this land. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mercy, we pray. The second reason why we need the sermons, may that's the last I will share today. I continue next week by the grace of God. The second reason why we need the sermons is that every day of our life presents us with choices. When you wake up in the morning, choices are presented to you. And if you are not careful, if you don't have that discerning spirit, you can make wrong choices. People have made wrong choices and they are regretting it today. Some people are about to make choices as I'm talking to you now. And if they are not careful, they can make wrong choices. Praise the Lord. Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. I will read from verse 9 to 11. 9 to 11. It says, And this is my prayer. I'm reading for the NIV translation. And this is my prayer. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So that you may be able to discern what is best and be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Fill with the fruit of righteousness 
that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. That you may be able to discern what is best. That's the prayer. That is the prayer that we don't pray much in the church today. Because the pray, this prayer is not attacking the enemy. This prayer is not about prosperity. But this is a prayer that is key to us making it to heaven. Being able to design what is best, what is good, what is the expectation, the mindset of God on that situation. What will God do if you find me, if he, if he's found in the same situation I'm found today? Praise the Lord. Remember when they brought that prostitute to the Lord Jesus Christ? They told him that this this person, it was not that we were told she's a prostitute. She said, they said she was caught in the very heart. She was caught in the very act. Not that we were told. And the Lord Jesus Christ knew their mind. He knew what they were getting at. They wanted to rope him. But it was too much for them. You'll be too much for your enemies. In the name of Jesus Christ. It was too much for them. He looked at them. I would say he was writing on the floor. Say you people, you think you can get me. <laughs> he was able to design what was their thoughts. And he said, he didn't look up. He didn't look up. He just said, whoever has not committed anything. It's not that I see you in a very actual but you have not committed anything. Do what? Cast first stone. Ha. He didn't say more than that. He didn't look up. By the time he raised his head, he said, Woman, where are those people that accuse you? And the woman said, they are what? Gone. He said, well, go and do what? Say no more. I have to tell you again. Praise the Lord. Remember as well, when they came to him and they asked him about taxes, they were trying to rope him so that they can have something against him, against Caesar. Say, what do you say about taxes? The devil is a liar. You know, so you know, you know the, the, the devil tried him from the time he was baptized when he came out with another after fasting. And every stage he was trying to use 
every means to do what? To rope him. The same thing with us, brethren. If the devil fails in one area, if we try in another area, that's where you have to be careful. They came to him and said, what will you say about taxes? And he said, can you give me the coins? Can you give me the coins? And he came to him and said, whose picture is there? He said, Caesar. Give unto Caesar. What belongs to Caesar? Praise the Lord. The devil will not get you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Abu says that, you know, there's no temptation that comes your way. No, that God will give you what? A way of what? A way of escape. And that's why I said, after the Sunday school, that we have to prepare ourselves for that time. Not that when that time comes, you not start saying, ah, what do I do? What do I do? When you have prepared yourself spiritually, when, you, when your spiritual life is alive, when those issues come, it, come, it becomes easy to you, for you to respond to it. It becomes very easy. Choices are made available to you on a daily basis. Some have chosen to sleep this morning. Some are cozy on their bed right now. Because it's cold. Is it not cold? It's very, very cold. I spoke to somebody one some time ago about coming to church on Sunday and she said Sunday is the only time she has to rest. It's a rest day. That she cannot imagine herself waking up early in the morning on Sunday. She wants to sleep until 12 o'clock. It's a choice she has made to be there. I will say a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands. What, what does it lead to? Poverty. It is not just physical poverty. Spiritual poverty as well. And we have to be careful. We have to be careful. Praise the Lord. Because many things come our way. If we are not careful, we do things, not because we want to harm ourselves, but because we are not discerning enough to know what is strong from what is right. Book of Second, Second Kings 4. Second Kings four forty one. Uh four I think we read from forty one really. Bible talks about Elisha when he went back to Gigal and then he was he wanted to prepare to soup for people and he asked somebody somebody went and you know get some herbs. He didn't mean to hurt anybody. It, it was not his intention to hurt anybody. But because he did not know, he did not know the nature of the herbs he got. He just put it in the soup. And that's what's happening today. People, people go everywhere and get whatever they can because they are desperate for something. And instead of satisfying themselves, instead of lifting, 
they are sinners and going down. Praise the Lord. We have the responsibilities, brethren, to desire that ability to discern. And next week, by the grace of God, we're we'll looking at the principles of discernment. How do you? What are the things that you need to be able to have to develop that ability for spiritual discernment? And I pray the Lord Almighty will help us. Even as we look to this in detail. Let's bow down our heads to pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, O oh Lord. We give you honor and adoration. Father, we depend solely on you. Are there ways that we have not been able to key into your expectations? We have made decisions on the surface values. We have not really asked and check all these decisions against your expectations. We have not seen true things the way you want us to see true things. And we have made decisions that are affecting our lives today. You are the God of mercy. Has Elijah, Elisha, healed the, the soup in the pot. And there was no longer death in it. Every decision we have made in the past that is affecting our today, Father, have mercy. That we have not been able to discern very well. And we have stepped into those conditions that is not allowing us to have fulfillment today. Let there be healing. In the name of Jesus. Have mercy, O Lord. Have mercy, O Lord. You are the one that said in your world that you will have mercy on whom you will have mercy. Father, make us a candidate for your mercy. In the name of Jesus. Make us a candidate for your mercy. In the name of Jesus. Help us. Oh Lord, in every area that we have not been able to develop our spiritual alertness, Lord, are there hindrances? Are there things? Are there things that we are doing now that will not allow us to grow to that high level so that our, our spiritual eyes will be open? Father, remove every block on our eyes in the name of Jesus. Let our eyes of understanding be opened in the name of Jesus. That we will not see things as the world sees it, but we see things as you see it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Amen.